gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, super friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 134 for New Comic Book Day, April 3rd, 2019. As I stumble after four years of podcasting, it still you think happens. I wouldn't stumble over the dates yet? It's all good. Now, this is actually the, our third anniversary for this show, is actually this show. Yeah. So, dude, we've been doing this three, three years. years. That is awesome. And Bart, thank you for hanging out with us. We do have our buddy Bart with us, part-time d- dynamic or part of the what do we call ourselves? The um, us. the dynamic duo of Junior Justice Leaguers or something yes. like that. Yeah. So he's the part-time third member of the Junior Justice League, and also from Tales of the Tales, Tales from, from the Darkness. The dark. And uh, Mighty Marvel, you said Dark Side so bad, and I'm like, no. There it's was not. already a show by that name. We That's what it was. That was yeah, it well, was. there's a TV show by that name, so that <laughs> it's a lot harder to do. So, um, Bart, thank you for hanging out with us. And one of the reasons we got Bart on here, one, this is our third anniversary show, and this week was the 1,000th issue of Detective Comics. And a this long book was way. awesome. Eighty years of Detective. Exactly. Well, 80 years of the Dark Knight Detective Batman. Yes. So, And we're probably going to do a more of a full-on Batman-centric show about the history and legacy of the character at sometime later in the year, because we might do that over Skype and get some other podcasters yeah. in here to help out with it. But Bart is going to sit in with us to help us do the Detective 1000. And we do, there is some other news. WonderCon was this week. Yeah, I so forgot about it for a second. Not all of the news is out yet. Next week, we're going to have a lot more full WonderCon wrap-up. But some of the news we had to get on, get out here now. There's some uh, DC Universe info. There's some Good other info. things out of here. Um, and most of the news we have today is the Batman news. Right. So, but we need to, we can't start with that yet because we have some Arrow news that came out this week. Yeah, this, this is a surprise. Yeah, I'm surprised it's gonna. She didn't just stick this out. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this is not uh, her choice of whether or not to leave the show. Yeah. Uh, the, what we're talking about is but, Emily Bett Rickards, who plays Felicity on Arrow, will be leaving before the end of the season. Yeah, surprising. Uh, I'm surprised. Like I said, maybe it wasn't up to her, but it's like, why didn't you just stick it out? Yeah, it depends on what they do with the character. Which is, it is interesting though, because you would think if she's leaving the show, maybe she's killing her off or something like that. But in all the flash forwards we've seen, this what I wanted. <laughs> well, all the flash forwards we've seen this season have showed she, that she's still in Star City. Yeah. But what role so is she's she not playing dead. in there? But if she's not going to be on show, she might... I mean, why would she leave? Yeah, That's I, what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what would give this character a reason to leave right now? Well, on Instagram, she was wrote a couple of things on here. Uh, she actually put on Instagram, Felicity and I are very tight, um, are a very tight two. But after one through seven, we will be saying goodbye to you. And then Colton Haynes came on right afterwards and uh, said on here that you'll be missed, my love. So happy this journey brought us together. And Stephen Amell even jumped in there and says, I need you until, or I need until Monday. For now, I love you. And she has been a character that she was not brought in to be a love interest for Ollie or no. anything like that. It was just one of those that naturally happened during the show. Yeah, and she was just on there 
I think it was in season one she wasn't even uh, a part of the team or nothing yeah. like that. She was just like, oh, I'm stumbling upon this guy. He seems like he's doing some weird things in Central City and just came back. And now we have this guy called the Arrow. Put two and two together. She's smart enough to do mm-hmm. that. Well, the interesting thing was, when they fir- remember, when they first made Arrow, they were not planning on this even um, going this They didn't far. know exactly how they were going to do it because this was a totally different superhero show than had been done even with Smallville. No, yeah. Smallville set the uh, bar and said, this know, is the way we, we should be doing this. Yeah. But that doesn't, uh, that was not, this was not the same type of show. Completely. So they, t- they decided. It still has that uh, CW feel to it, yeah. but the way they write their stories are completely different. Before we saw this prequel, this guy, this one's going more into, oh, they're older now. There's a billionaire. He doesn't have any powers. Mm-hmm. They were definitely, I feel like, still going off the Christopher Norland route for what we, at the time, had our status of superheroes. Yeah. And yeah then I feel like this, this is very clearly a CW show while mm-hmm. Smallville was very much a WB show. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Smallville was a um, teenage teen drama to start with now towards mm-hmm. the end it changed yeah it did obviously yeah but well they had to there was too many characters they were using that wouldn't fit that genre yeah so uh it was well, towards the, what it was is at the very beginning the wb i don't think would allow them to go as superhero as they did towards no. the end mm. the second half you could tell they had new showrunners come in mm-hmm. with a totally new vision and all of a sudden you were able to get the basically we got the justice, justice League society on, we got the justice society we got um stuff from the future from the end we got the um, legion of superheroes mm-hmm. showed up on there mm-hmm. we had everybody showed up on that show i'm slowly working my way through smallville again because it's on hulu right and there is some awesome stuff in there and you could tell the first half the first you gotta get past the first five seasons or so yeah you really because do. there's a lot of that teen drama stuff of that will, it, will clark and lana get together or will it be clark and chloe or how's this gonna work and second half was a superhero show yeah you had more of him becoming the blur yeah him uh with uh, house of l coming more into play we had zod on the show we had mm-hmm. dark side and uh doomsday so it definitely became more of a comic book centric yeah. show what'd you have there bart well i mean that's sort of how arrow is gone yeah. It started off very serious, and now it has t- come closer to what Legends has been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I still say Legends is probably, and I, I hate to say this because I love The Flash, but Legends is one of my favorite shows on the CW. I, Flash is always going to hold number one for me for CW. Yeah. Always. Well, it's just because of exactly what Bart said. The campy uh, superhero, the, the Legends is the most superhero show I've ever yeah. seen, I think. And the thing I was saying was the problem I always had with Arrow was he was too dark. I'm like, Arrow's not dark. He's really isn't he does real life stuff but he's not dark he's yeah. very humorous he's got like a lot of comedy behind it, his it basically punch was, lines. it was batman without batman yes. I, well, I, as i t- keep telling ken this was a christopher norland's dark knight yeah. with a green hood that's what i saw for years yeah it like it's too t- tone down but you don't gotta be that serious you don't gotta be that dark and gritty well like we said uh felicity is going to be leaving sometime probably before the end of this this season which is uh, they should have kept her in there she's only got 10 episodes i know that's for why it's season. so weird yeah uh, here's my thing I I wanted her gone for a while because the whole love interest thing I still wanted um, Black Canary and Green Arrow to be a thing which isn't going to happen which is to me it might well with her leaving the show they may go that way it's too late yeah it's way too late if the season's going to be over by uh, or next season's going to be the last one they wait too late I'm always going to hold this against them because as, as I said with you how do you feel if they made a Superman show and him and uh, Lois never got together I, it's yeah. the same thing to me with Green Arrow and Black Canary. They don't got to stay together the whole time. At least give us one season. Mm-hmm. But they well, never really had the same the, the same Black the Canary. Same Black Canary, and none of them have ever really been what was in the book. True. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah, they tried to do I, I, it with the original Laurel a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, the, the I just really dropped now, the ball on that. Dinah is this the is the closest, closest one we've had so far, but the way the characters are working, yeah. it just 
if they got together, be like, wait a minute, you two don't. Well, Dinah's work more at like all. the old Black Canary right. way back in the day. She's yeah. more like like the current Canary's mother, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I, here's my thing: the moment they could have worked something out when they killed off the Earth One, um, Dinah, not Dinah, but Laurel, Laurel. Mm-hmm. when they killed her off. If they wouldn't have killed her off and she was just been in the hospital bed and could have been able to come back, I'm like, perfect. They can start a new relationship. Leave Felicity and Felicity could have whatever they're doing for now could have happened then. And she didn't even have to leave the show. Just don't make them a love interest. That's all yeah. I was saying. I don't even hate the character, but I started hating the character when he kept pushing the whole Elicity thing that yeah. was going around. Yeah. That was too much well, on season four. The problem with that, we were talking about it being a CW show. At a certain point, uh, the there's uh, there are superhero fans that watch the CW. And there are old school CW fans still watching the CW. You got to kind of get stuff Take and choose a little bit. So you, gotta ha- you, you have still have to balance. have the drama love stories in there. Right. And still have the butt kicking drama, right? Or the butt kicking action. action, yeah. And there are people out there who aren't comic book fans, but still like these shows. Oh, they mm-hmm. love these yeah, shows. Yeah, I used to work with someone whose husband was always late picking her up from work because <laughs> he had to finish Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he wasn't a comic book person, but he loved that show. Oh, okay. Okay. It did bring a lot of uh, non comic readers into the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I will say that about Arrow, well, but. You- there was some other people that talked about this Felicity leaving. Uh, if now we know that she's leaving, um, and it's like I said, it's weird that it's before the final ten episodes. But the producers actually chimed in on this also, um, and the announcement came as a surprise. Let me see where we're at here. Okay, the executive producers Greg Berlani and Beth Schwartz um, released a statement also th- about their lot, their thoughts of Rickards leaving. They said that we've had the pleasure of working with Emily since season one, and in those past seven years, she has brought one of TV's most beloved characters to life. Now, I like how they put TV's most beloved, because in the comic book, she's, she's not, not even, even an a, ancillary character. No. No. no, she was Flash's mother. Or not yeah, Flash, no. I'm sorry. Um, Firestorm's mother yeah. in the comics. She Smoke. was just a barely, character in, barely a character so in Firestorm, and she was brought into Arrow yeah. for the TV show. But and, she's a, and they continued to say, and although we're brokenhearted to see Emily and Felicity leave the show, we're completely supportive of Emily and her future endeavors. She will always have a family at Arrow. And she might just be doing this because financially it's like, well, if the show's getting canceled next season, she could do something mm-hmm. else right now. Maybe got offered to her, like, I need to go shoot this movie or show or whatever right now. Yeah, so. so and it does look the way they've worded that. It sounds like it was her choice to leave, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because we do have a lot of rumors like over on Flash that we're maybe losing Cisco at the end of this season. And it's yeah, the same thing. He that. decided that he needs to, or he has something else he needs to go do. Well, or even Stephen Amell said he wants to grow as an actor a little bit more than just playing this Arrow. And like yeah. I said, he were we going to have eight seasons altogether? By yeah, the there will be done? eight seasons. It's basically seven and a half because there's only ten episodes in the last yeah. season. If he would have stuck it out two more years, he could have hit the uh, Smallville status. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find, we'll find... No, I think this show was... And a lot of people have been looking at this show is slowly yeah. losing ground anyway. It is, yeah. Uh, it's time yeah. to move on. So, so but after that, uh, before we're, we're we are going to get into Batman stuff here in a minute, but there's a couple of other big things that this one is throwing more questions into this the Suicide Squad movie. But I'm so happy they are putting him back. Yeah, in well, it no, my one worry. This is a. I would say this is rumor. Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney is saying this, but we've not heard it from Warner Brothers or from James Gunn. Now, according to this, Jai Courtney is saying that he is going to reprise his role as Captain Boomerang in well, the Suicide go. Squad. There you go. So, um, he, and according to this is what he says. He told Business Insider, "We're getting ready to shoot in a few t- months' time. There's not much else I can reveal about it, but yeah, you'll be seeing Boomerang back for sure." Well, there you go. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a rumor. He said it himself yeah. out of his mouth. Well, that, and we know that uh, supposedly Will Smith, we know Will Smith is out. We know that. Um, and it says here, Margot Robbie, I guess, has also said she's not going that's to be in weird because part of scheduling me. with other things. That's the weird part to me. And we know Joel Kinnaman's uh, Rick Flag is not going to be there. That I'm not surprised. That's funny because um, th- they have him as Jack Flag here in this article. So, oh. they, they, well, if anything is, you're questioning, I would just say this article. <laughs> this is, well, this is Newsarama. They know this stuff. Oh, okay. So it's weird. Um, but um, it is weird. But Courtney does come back and says, "Now we do know Deadshot is in the movie, though, right?" And he's because be the big rumors, Idris Elba. Are, yeah, it's all but confirmed that Elba, Idris Elba is going to be um, Deadshot. Now I've not heard an official word, but everybody in the world is running with this, and no one said otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Idris being um, um, Deadshot. I was just hoping the character would come back. Even if Jai Courtney, I thought he was one of the better things. Also, the first Suicide Squad, he made me laugh a lot, but. Um, like I said, the weird thing is Harley Quinn's not coming back. That's yeah. really, really, really strange to me. That's like their big cash cow at Warner Brothers is well, the Harley Quinn. Yeah, character. especially since she's in um, the Birds of Prey movie coming up too. Yeah. yeah, so it's not like, I don't know, maybe... I, Unless they're trying to film both of these movies at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Or, or you know, and the way they said here was it sounded like it was a scheduling conflict, so she may be actually scheduled on something else yeah. when they want to film this. Yeah. And maybe also they can write in the story that she left the Suicide Squad and joined the Birds of Prey. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What uh, well, mean. the other one here is Courtney did have one other quote here. He says, I'm happy. It's going to be fun. It will be different for sure, but it's going to be great. So, and then the other one is we still have not heard anything. Is about Viola Davis, whether she's coming back as Waller or not. And she was now, a that good, is the one out of she was anybody good, in comic books, uh, that is the wall. one character you cannot do this movie without. You can't. You, you have can't. to have Amanda Waller. So w- whether or not Viola Davis does it, someone is going to be playing Amanda Waller. Yes, yeah, someone has to. I want Viola to come back. She was one of the also better part. Suicide Squad, I feel like, had a lot of good actors. The story just sucked. Yeah. The- <laughs> well, no, no, the story didn't suck. There just wasn't enough of it. If you yeah. remember right, they it felt like they took an hour long story and stretched it into an hour and a half yeah. almost two hour movie yeah. That's, there was a couple of other ones in the last couple of years we've seen that too in the, on the animated side remember the um, the Killing Joke movie felt like that they added a bunch of stuff that wasn't needed because they didn't about. have enough story I whenever I watch that Clinton. whenever I watch that movie I have to fast forward past that whole bat the first half yeah I just fast forward past it I'm that, like I did not need this no one asked for this why did yeah, you put that it movie in here is that was Bruce's minutes. Tim's Fantasy you yeah. put on screen. Well, that was two forty-five minute movies. If you just start at the halfway point, yep. you got a brand new brand movie. new movie. Yep. So I <laughs> and then remember Batman and Harley Quinn was the same way. It yeah. took a forty-five minute movie and stretched it into an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a bunch of stuff you didn't need. Didn't need. So <laughs> <laughs> now then you get something like Batman Ninja that a bunch of people are screaming and yelling they didn't like. I thought that was awesome. What do you? How you it feel was about it? just. I I don't know. There's just so much about that movie that it was crazy. Why? But it was fun. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be crazy fun, which is what a lot of animes are. <laughs> That's why I looked at you, Cam. Like, do you want? Do you have anything to say to this? Yeah, our camera guy um, is actually a anime fan. So, what did you? You said you thought it was actually pretty good. See, there we go. Oh, you liked it. I didn't say I liked it. You said it was all right. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on. Out of WonderCon, we did get... Now, this is not the full article. This is just the oh, yeah, highlights of right. it. We did get information out of the DC Universe. And um, we know we got... Actually, a, let's look at the picture first. She did looks amazing. Picture I saw the picture. Wait. We have... Now, we know Breck yeah, Basinger is going to be playing Stargirl, um, Courtney Whitmore. And we actually got a production picture she of her in the She looks amazing as Star. Like, this is pulled right out of the book onto us. Just this, keep doing that. And even keep the best that. part of this, the staff looks like it came In right out of the, the page. Books. Yeah, it does. 
So uh, she is looking amazing. We do. We did That's find nice. out. Um, we know Jeff Johns is doing this show. This uh, this show. Show. And um, we found out what was the launch date on this one. Well, a- the information we found well, starting out the stuff that they announced. We know Krypton season one. We finally know when it's coming to the DC universe this week Good. on April fifth. Oh. It premieres on DC universe. And now that was a, that's another one of those shows. I'm you did say, watch it, didn't you? I'm, yes, I finished okay. everything. Here, here's why I like the show, Ken. And once again, I'm going to tell you this is why I like the show. Gotham. No, just Sony knows. Time travel, you can do whatever you want. Well, that's Gotham is multiple universe, dude. I, I, this I is Gotham. You can just, just say Gotham is on Earth ninety seven. Let me put it like this: I've seen <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. I played Arkham Knight. I watched the movies. All of those somewhere somehow still sticks to the Batman character making sense. Let's add in all these characters before Batman's Batman. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not. I can't get with that. I See, can't. For if that's me, the case, I I just can't do it. I can't do it. For me, and I was talking with my wife Vicky, the what makes Gotham awesome is stuff like it's this spun. past week. This past week, yeah, you had uh, Barbara in labor with baby Barbara. Yeah, and yeah. Um, long yeah. also. Oh well, wait, thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and uh, the hospital is getting attacked, so Leslie Thompson has to take her and get her out of the hospital. So they're running down the hallways in a wheelchair Penguin and Riddler are protecting them because Barbara has the part for their submarine to get away but uh, as they're going, getting through the hallways all these mercenaries are coming to attack them and Barbara is shooting them with their pistols, pistols. while they're running down the hallway this was awesome like I said no, it's, it is totally it's fine. that's perfectly fine totally See, that's nuts fine. what I had the problem with is he should have had um, a machine gun? no <laughs> Bar- Barbara was not it was not Jim Gordon's, you know, birth daughter. Well, yeah. No, right. It was the son. Yeah. Uh, James Gordon Jr. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, he's a newer character, really. But he still, was brought back in the mid 2000s. But still. You got to think, Gordon's been around for 80 years. James Gordon Jr. has not been around anywhere near yeah. that long. But it, it worked. But that in I continuity promised, aspect, but, it didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I feel like Gotham is still Batman, but it's Batman as a kid. He's still fighting these I know. criminals. Yeah, I know. It's, but it's just, he's not full-fledged Batman. Yeah. But it still really is kind of just Batman fighting them. Well, also, Gotham, the show, takes an, uh, takes an approach of... Uh, the traditional comic books says Batman came on the scene to fight crime, and right. then because of him being there, really, you get all these strange and weird and crazy guys that d- come out of the woodwork. That's why I'm like, so why are this, they there now? They flip it. And it shows that the reason there has to be a Batman is because Gotham has all these strange, weird, and unusual. You have to have something strange and weird and unusual to fight them. But see, that to me, that doesn't that take away from like the Batman character himself? Because it's like he brings his own crazy with him, and that's the whole point of Batman well, this being one, the dark version well, of you him. You gotta think of it this way: if you if you really look at it in the comic books, most of Gotham's problems are caused because Batman's on the scene, right? Yeah. So okay. so why are so there wait, problems wait, now? Wait wait. If, wait. So, it, using that same logic, if Batman never showed up on the scene, right. the crazy and strange and unusual would not happen. Exactly. So, Gotham would be an okay place. Right. If Batman was not there. Right. In this one, it shows that um, the strange and crazy and unusual is happening. And now Batman and has to come And it causes Batman has to come in here to stop it. Right. So, 
without Batman in this one, Gotham would still be the dark, strange, and unusual place, place it would be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, still just not my Batman. <laughs> you know what? You, you still just like not my Batman. So my um, so my argument is actually making sense all the time. I mean, here's the thing: it may, I'm, like I said, it I'm not saying a reason for Batman. Like I said, I'm not saying I hate the show because it's it's fun. I think mm-hmm. the show's fun. I don't like this version of Batman. Yeah. I just don't oh, I like this version. That. Like that's all I'm saying. For but me, like I, said, I don't like it. Me, I look at it. It's Earth 97. All the rules are out the window, and you just go. Hmm. So, and guess what? We've only got about ten episodes or less left. Yeah, this is so. The last no, actually, even less than that. I think yeah. there's only like four or five episodes left, like and it's the, over. I and think like after they finish our break, they only got like an episode or two left. Yeah. And the weird, so. the weird thing is here. I'm. I was really uh, curious about. This. I don't know what kind of deal Batman's trapped in right now. I thought when the show was going to be done, we were going to get some Batman like we do in Titans in yeah. the Batwoman TV mm-hmm. series. But then we might. But for now, they have to keep their lips sealed. But for now, all they're saying is, oh, yeah, we won't see any Batman in the Batwoman. I'm like, really? In the Batwoman, no, because he's gone. Remember, we found out in the crossover that. He's gone. Oh, I know she's, she's, been, I know she's gone, gone, but I want it flashbacks. I, wanna, I don't know how they're going to tell it. I'll see you once I see it, but I thought they'd at least give us a little background to it. Well, remember, in, when they first started Supergirl, they said they are not going to have Superman on the show. But then three years, two years the, later, look what middle happened. Middle of the second season, they were able to bring him in. Yeah. So we'll and see. That, he what? only comes in every now and then. That's mm-hmm. fine. I feel That's like fine. with Batwoman, they could just as easily doing flashbacks just show the bat signal. Yeah. That's all they That's need all I need to do. Yeah. And they don't have to have Batman in there. I'll even take yes. a cape and cow. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't need, I don't need a full they body or nothing. They that he existed right. without showing, showing him. I'm fine with that. I, the one thing that could be fun with this, though, would be if we got Alfred. That would be very if Bruce interesting. is gone, but Alfred, Alfred is, still is still in the manor. That's a good question. What happened to Alfred? Did he just move? And then it, well, it would be similar to, because if you remember, the Birds of Prey TV series. Yeah, he was there. Alfred was in it, and he was helping Barbara. Yeah. So it's like, it'd be interesting to see that Alfred is still helping the vigilantes in Gotham. Well, Batman was still there, too. He just... He was just no longer Batman. Yeah, well, he was never actually on the show, was he? Yeah, he was yeah, on there. He's he, in, okay, he, I can go back. It was near the end of the series where he called, where I think, I don't know if he called or Barbara called him, but, it, like, he's just there holding the phone. Well, he was huh. there in the first episode. We're talking Birds of Prey, right? Oh, yeah. Well, kind of, yeah, yeah. But that, that was but just, like, was, an over-the-shoulder type yeah. thing. But, hey, they, they that, showed him. They that showed was when him they showed Mark Hamill. Right. Yes. I need to, um... Yes. I need to actually rewatch that series. I've, I only saw, I think, I have it on DVD it over there. So do, yeah. <laughs> so do I. And we have DC Universe. DC Universe, I know, yeah. I just never forget so, seeing it. I was like, I'm buying back this. Back to DC Universe. Let's go back to this picture because I forgot. In the, do you see what's actually in the background of this picture? Uh, Star, Star Girl's father. Did, I forget well, no, his suit. That is, it's her stepfather. Or stepfather. That, that is, father, that, stepfather. That is Stripe. Now, anybody who doesn't know, Stripe is a giant mech. So. Uh, and it's actually um, her stepfather, I believe, in the. In the suit, I don't remember his name because I never, I didn't read a whole lot of Star Girl. I didn't either. I just remember from. But he, is, we do know he is part of the show, so there is going to be a giant mech flying, flying around with her. And we also know from this show, we are going to get a lot of uh, the Justice Society members in here. Yes, um, I want to see Wildcat. I want to see well, all that, of them. We're going to see. Well, that makes I'll, sense. You got to remember, Star Girl is the daughter. Of Justice Society members, right? So they're not all. Are they going to be older now, or uh, probably? Okay, they will probably be almost ready to retire. But <laughs> that's not all we found out from this. Now, like I said, Krypton is coming to um, the DC Universe this week, but we have launch dates for Swamp Thing and Young Justice Outsiders Part Two. Swamp Thing, we're getting May thirty first. We're getting. We got two months. Yeah. This uh, is going to be awesome. I can't wait for this one. Um, if they're going to keep on track, DC Universe has blown me my expectations out the water. I knew Titans was going to be good, but I know 
how many people are yeah. going to watch it. We're going to get to like that in it. a minute because I have something for Bart. <laughs> I'm three we'll episodes see, yeah. in. We'll find out. Well, I'm going to talk to you about that here in a minute. And Doom Patrol is the best one they have on the web. Doom the Patrol list. is totally nuts. I didn't finish it. Um, Bart came over when I was about, like I think, 20 minutes in. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to spoil anything <laughs> for you. So I was trying to watch it. I'm like, I'll just turn it off. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I'm loving this show. This is the best thing they have. You, you've seen mm-hmm. Rita as a... Oh, I've seen all Rita. of it. Just Rita. <laughs> uh, I'm all the way through to the end. But So Swamp Thing comes May 31st. Young Justice Outsiders, the second back. half of season two, comes out July 2nd. My birth month. Which actually, I think it was a little later than I was expecting. I was expecting it in June. But they're saying it was moved up, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, and then we'd have confirmed Titan season two will be in the fall, so I'm assuming the beginning of October, same mm-hmm. place it was last year. Yeah. Uh, and we and were going to get to see their suits, from what I'm hearing. Yes, we will actually see the Titans as the Titans. Uh, and then the other one on here, they don't have it on here, but they've confirmed that the other uh, two shows that we got coming, Star Girl and Harley, I believe, are supposed to be around the first of the year, somewhere in there. So oh, Stargirl's yeah, still yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. out. I was thinking we about get Harley. I was like, what? what uh, like let me see if the article here. I don't think the article here says when Stargirl's coming. They're probably still working on like we're going to keep that under wraps. So we're completely yeah. got to set a uh, date so, for it. And actually, if Titans comes in October, if you look, we do have. You find, um, do you find his name, by the way? Stargirl's dad? I don't remember. We'd have to look. We'll get more into this next week when we get into the WonderCon news. Yeah, okay. I just want to. But the other big news out of this panel was uh, let's see, quite a buzz. When are they doing this? Um, it looks like the DC is, is starting to expand the amount of comics on DC Universe. To They're adding over 20,000 more comics, to, and they want to get to the point where everything that is available digitally, it will be avail- will be on the service similar to what Marvel, Marvel Unlimited is. So yeah. it will be all of the DC comics that are available will be on DC Universe, and then new comics will be put up each week, 12 months after they're uh, on the rack date of the store. So whatever comes out right now, like Detective 1000, mm-hmm. will go to DC Universe this week next in next year. Okay. Which, I know Marvel Unlimited has theirs every six, six months, months yeah. but the difference with DC is it's about the same price anyway. Is it, uh, DC is it about eight low. bucks a month? Well, yeah. And, well, Marvel Unlimited is nine 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 a month. DC's is seven nine nine. So okay. it's a better deal. You so, save two bucks. You get... You may have to wait 12 months to get brand new comics, but you have all the streaming stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so DC is the better deal. It is. It is the better deal. Um, also, so now what did you find out here? You um, this was older. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we this. talked about him being uh, in But it. just put in there, uh, the father's name in the comics is John... Where is it? Uh, Pat Pat Dugan. And yes, his it. name's Ball Rocket. Also, the actor playing him is Luke Wilson. I yes, forgot completely we knew about, about that. that. I forgot he was playing him. Yeah, Luke Wilson will be in it. So he's going to be a father of Stargirl. Just want to so, say So he'll be the one piloting the, the giant, giant mech. Yep. That's going to be... I like how I got Brendan Fraser um, yeah, Luke Wilson they're on pulling, here. They're pulling some names. Yeah, they are. Um, So good on you, DC. So I think it is time to get into some Batman stuff, though. Sweet. And the first thing is, um, at DC... At one of the panels this past weekend, the Batman or the DC during the DC celebrates 80 years of Batman panel, we got a new Detective Comics logo, and this actually yeah, we did. it's a new logo for us. It definitely but it's a is very new much thing. a throwback logo. Yeah, it's if a I new remember, modern. They mix- used something very similar that? to this in the late 70s, early 80s for Detective. Now, anybody who doesn't know, it looks like a bat a bat logo, Batman logo. The top top half is blue and it says Batman. Underneath is all black with red yellow letters that says Detective Comics. Yeah, yellow and black Detective, and then uh, blue and black mm-hmm. for Batman, which makes sense. So it is a, just it's a new co- logo for the books. Actually, this feels like a, a Brave and the Bold type logo. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, it does. So it is cool looking. That will be on uh, the Detective Comics starting with. 
Issue number. Let's see. The, well, the, the logo they're using now has been in place since 2003. Issue number uh, 1001. So, literally, the next okay, issue. Okay, so next issue, it will have the new logo. So, that's going to be cool. And also, they announced. Now, we knew this was coming, but we have details now about it that in June of 2019, which is actually faster than they did the Action Comics hardcover, because the Action Deluxe hardcover came out, I believe, in September or October of this past year, wasn't yeah, it? this one's coming well, out. Well, this uh, one, we're getting June 19th. Okay, June. We're getting the Detective Comics 1000 Deluxe hardcover. And you can pre-order that on Amazon right now. Yeah, guess. you can already pre-order it. If um, you have Prime. And it's going to hit comic book stores on June 12th, everybody else on June 18th, which I think is awesome. Well, I want because that it's all, it brings focus to the comic book stores. And the comic book stores will probably have a different version than you'll get in your regular bookstores. So, that's, but it's awesome that's directing awesome. people to, to comic book stores. Now, the press release for this that says what's coming with it is um, the, it will be available in comic stores on June 12th and other major retailers on June 18th. The milestone hardcore, uh, hardcore, hardcover features new stories as well as from well known DC talent. Historical um, decade variants and more, with more than 160 pages of some of the of some of the top names in comics paying tribute to DC's Cape Crusader. Detective Comics one number 1000, the deluxe edition, will be available for the suggested retail price of 19.99. So you're basically getting it's almost twice the size of the um, 96 page hardcover the or soft cover that we just got. And um, but it's tw- about twice the price for the hardcover. That's actually a really good deal. This 168-page collector's item celebrates the Dark Knight with all content from the Detective Comics number 1000 periodical, including standalone short stories from an all-star collection of the top writers and artists in Batman's recent history, such as Tom King, Tony S. Daniel, and Joel Jones, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev. Warren Ellis and Becky Cloonan, and more, including the debut of a new version of the Arkham Knight into DC canon as writer Peter J. Tomasi and artist Doug Mankey kick off the new story arc, Medieval. The deluxe hardcover edition of Detective Comics number 1000 will also include a new 12-page Batman story written by Robert Venditti with art by Steven Segovia, uh, Table for Two, which pits Batman against a Gotham City gauntlet of his most dangerous rogues as Two-Face unites half of Gotham's underworld to eradicate the Dark Knight once and for all. This is the first time ba- or this is the first Batman story ever written by Venditti, um, who's best known for his fan favorite run on Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, which was an awesome um, run. And most recently from Hawkman, Freedom Fighters, and the soon-to-be-released Six Days. Hawkman, have, did you read through Hawkman, the uh, maxi-series that they're getting ready to wrap up? Not, Did you guys not read the that whole at thing. all? I haven't finished it up. That has been amazing. It, Start it. And it and it's great because it's wrapped up because Hawkman, out of all the DC comics, has the weirdest convoluted backstory, backstory of anybody because he's worse than Diana. Yeah. But it makes sense, I guess, for well, his character. The Hawks in general, both Hawkman. They're not Diana, and Hawk I'm sorry, Woman. Donna, Donna. Yeah. Well, Hawkman and Hawkwoman have like six different origin stories. Right. And all these different things that happen. Are they alien? Are they not? Are they just reincarnated? Well, this kind of takes all of that and wraps it up together and makes one cohesive story. Yeah. So it basically tells that Hawkman and Hawkwoman, when they're reincarnated, are not always reincarnated on Earth. Yeah, they've always been reincarnated, but in it's somewhere parts else. Of the in the, yeah, they they do a um, lifetime like on Ran, and then they can get reincarnated on Earth. maybe on Krypton. Or Krypton. Then he yeah. comes to Earth. Yeah, and then he could be out somewhere else. Yeah. 
And that is all. And Freedom Fighters, they're about halfway through. That one has been crazy because we get to actually see Earth X now and see what it's actually what it is in the DC comics, not just what was on TV. So, the next up, the next thing they're adding to this would be tribute art celebrating Batman from popular artists uh, Jason Fabok, uh, Mikhail Janine, as well as Amanda Connor and uh, Paul Mons. Uh, this will also have a gallery of 32 unique retail exclusive variants drawn by some of the biggest names in comics and art. Plus the nine decade themed variant covers from artists such as Steve, Ru- Steve Rude, Michael Cho, uh, Jim Steranko, Bernie Wrightson, Frank Miller, Tim Sale, Jock, and Greg Capullo. So that all your variant covers that everybody's trying to chase now will be actually in this book, so you can actually still see them all. I only got one of those because of this reason. Okay, I know Bart got one of them, too. You got the classic... I think that's the Frank Miller cover, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I got the Joker That's kind of cool looking. The Joker version. Uh, Also, we have um, the dynamic wraparound cover uh, from Detective Comics number 1000 comic book by the fan favorite team of Scott Williams... or Yeah, Scott Williams, Jim Lee, and Alex Sinclair. And that's actually the one that was on the standard issue, which I I almost want to get this just so I can have that fold out. That's yeah. probably going to be a just dust jacket, because it looks awesome on the book, but you really can't open it all the way up to see the whole no. image. So that's all of it, and then um, if you follow DCComics.com, there may be more information coming, but this looks like it's awesome. I already have Detective 1000, but I may have to get the hardcover. Hey, I'm probably going to get it. Yeah. So, um, I believe that's the last story we have before we actually do get into Detective Number 1000. Let me look, make, check our rundown. Yeah, now we need to go through Detective Comics 1000 now. Yeah, it's time. This book was amazing. Um, now, it wasn't the same... Uh, for me, I think I liked Action 1000 a little bit better. But um, that's Oh, yeah, no, I, when I was reading this, I was just like, Action 1000 definitely felt a lot better to me. I, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I like Batman, but the way this story just was... They went through this, it was well, better. Yeah. Action Comics 1000 felt more like an actual tribute to the history of Batman. Yeah, Superman. this is just a bunch of different short stories of the current Batman. Well, there are some older stories in there, but it's not the tribute to the entire history yeah. of Batman. But it was. this is a good one for a, a spotlight on Batman. Yeah. Where the other one was... Yeah. A spotlight on the legacy of Superman. Yeah, because especially Batman Detective Comics didn't start off with Batman. No, no action it, it started off, off with Superman. Superman yeah, but Bat, but Detective Comics was more of a mystery comic. Yeah, well, it was exactly what it said. It was about detectives. Yeah, yeah. and that's why uh, the hardcover that they put out a couple weeks ago, that eighty years of Detective yeah. Comics, the first story in it is not a Batman story. No, but also Detective Comics through the years has not been always bad. I mean, it's always had Batman as the feature, but just like action, for a lot of times, Detective was multiple stories. Right. You would get, it would be an 80 or 90 page book, and you would get the Batman story, but you'd have one or two backstories. Uh, Martian Manhunter started in Detective Comics. Which makes uh, and there was a couple of other ones that started in Detective that have moved on to be... Was I Question? Believe, um, the Question might have. I don't know off the top of my head. The Question, I believe, started in 52. But, the series, 52. Well, the question was older than that. The question is yeah. actually from the 60s or 70s. It's the new version, Renee Montoya's, yeah. uh, was in from the okay. 52 series. So, let's But let's get into this a little bit. And do we, How do we want to do this? Do we want to actually go through each one and a little, just I wasn't a gonna touch go on through, them? Each one, I was going to go through the ones that I guess stood out more. 
Okay. Because there's a lot in there. Well, also we can do it real quick because um, the first one, the first story in here is Batman's longest case, and it's the Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo story, and it is actually okay. Batman. He's in blue. Hmm. Let's see. Where's in he blue start? beetle? Oh, he started in blue beetle. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. This, yeah, blue beetle number one. Huh. This Batman's okay. longest case is kind of awesome because it is shows Batman being a detective and following the clues to find out exactly what this is. You find out by the time he gets to the end. He's been invited to a club right. of the world's greatest... Det- it's the Guild of Detection. And um, and you can see in this that um, we have Detective Chimp, Martian Manhunter, yep. Hawkman and Hawkgirl, The Question, uh, Elongated Man. Who's that in red there? That, who's that Elongated Man? That's, That's got to be Elongated Man. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes um, sense. I was like, what? And who's the girl there in red? Do you know? Is that his wife? That could be. Um, but the cool one in here... Is they brought in a character that's not been seen in DC Comics in years. I mean years. And, and that he was in Detective before Detective, Detective Slam was... Bradley. Yeah. And he was actually the name, uh, the number one story in Detective Comics before Batman. And it shows here he is an old man. He could be part of the Justice Society. But they, he, Batman has been um, inducted because of being able to follow the clues. They, he was He's now part of the Guild of Detectives. And um, basically they, they get to solve all the pro- the the mysteries that no one can uh, no one can figure out they end up with these guys then as you, what are you looking up now Slam looking Bradley? up that girl I'm still trying oh, to figure her. out like her who is yeah that? we'll keep looking there uh, the next story is a story about uh, the Joker let me see I gotta wait, get wait, the where, name of this which one, one which one are you on the second story is oh no, get... this one wasn't about the Joker. This one was about. Well, it starts off with the Joker. Yeah, but this one uh, manufactured for use. Yeah, and the way I was gonna do is I was gonna run through like yeah, what just the... real quick what the story was about. Yeah, this was just basically about everybody knows Batman's parents got shot uh, in crime alley mm-hmm. with a gun, and the gun went up. I don't know if it went up for sale or someone just kept it in this criminal museum. Yeah, and... well, yeah, there's a guy in Gotham. And what was who the guy's name? Who sells name? everything? He has a black market. For all of the stuff that the criminals leave behind at scenes that don't get picked up as um, evidence and are not locked up in evidence, right? And he, this guy actually has gotten a hold of the gun that killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. So Bruce Wayne, as matches Malone, mm-hmm. buys the matches gun. Malone. That's his name. That's his name. He he buys the gun and decides to use it as the um, chest plate behind the and he forges it down so it can never hurt anybody again mm-hmm. and forges it into the chest plate behind the, the symbol on his chest. Symbol, yep. Now this is something for years that has been confirmed and people may not realize that the reason the suit is all dark and all, but he's got this bright yellow uh, bat on his chest that makes a real good target when the dark. You see this bright yellow so right. that's where all, most of the armor in his suit is on that so this, he has forged that gun into a plate to go behind that uh bat symbol so to theories. stop bullets and stuff like that yeah and that's why it's looking like that because like no one's gonna um mm-hmm. no one's gonna uh try to shoot anywhere else if this is bright thing we see in the dark and this was actually kevin smith's story yeah and this was a good story too for yeah. kevin kevin always and the cool thing is these. this was kevin smith and jim lee okay i can see the and they were in saying there. it we'll talk more about the meet the publishers panel from WonderCon this past weekend next week but i know jim lee was saying on there he's already talked to kevin about other stories that they want to do in the batman so Kevin and Jim want to get together and do some more stuff in Batman, which is going to be awesome. Okay. The next story is all about... Was there anything else you guys wanted to hit on that one? No, nah, I'm good with that. Okay, um, the next one the is next called... next one funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see the actual name of it here. Legend of... 
Where's it tonight? We got them. The I think it was the Batman designs. Bounty. Is that? Um, there. The Legend there of Newt Brody. Newt Brody. I said Kurt. Now, Brody. this has most of the rogues of Gotham. Yeah, from Harley Quinn. Being from interviewed. Penguin, Mad Hatter, so and so. About this really bad bumbling henchman, of a henchman that keeps getting hired by all these people yeah. named Newt Brody. And it's like, why are we hiring him? He literally seems like he's going in to specifically mess them up. He messes up every Like, he's time. doing it to sabotage them, which he really is doing yeah. that. because by, t- it, by the time you get to the end, yeah. you see the entire Bat family is in the Bat Cave and all of them, including Dick Grayson, uh, Tim Drake, Barbara Gordon, and Alfred... Have all been Newt Brody. Yes, he is. He is actually one of the Batman family in disguise, working inside these organizations to just throw to monkey wrench in it. Yeah, just and in the up. end, you get. Throw and this off. is actually a couple of years ago because this has a very young Damien. Yeah, wanting to, he's waiting for. They were getting ready to retire Newt Brody, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! I want to be Newt Brody Junior." <laughs> So he wants his chance to do this. This is how you get some laughs out of Bat family. Yeah. Seem like that's for me. Especially since the, since the rebirth of DC or uh, Detective Comics, my favorite times I've seen in Detective in the last couple of years has been when the Bat family, when all the Robins get together and are talking mm-hmm. and they're just goofing. Yeah, and showing that's what the Robins actually, do. They're not just a family in name because they all look like Batman. Right, they're actually a family in reality. You hear that, see them goofing back and forth, making fun of each other, but all the way a good family does. Right. Um, and this next one, uh, Batman's design was basically how just showing off how Batman's uh, just dark and gritty and just he's he's just a good guy, but bad and scary at the same time. Yeah. Um, and in here, just see him taking down all these guys. Now, um, have you guys? Oh man, what's the name? Knight. Uh, it was another character that they kind of took from Batman and parried him a little bit. Um, Night Watcher or something. He's a new character. They just made in the past couple of years. In Detective or in and, uh, DC? DC? I cannot think of it. The way they styled this and the artist that did this uh, took that character from Batman and turned him into his own. And well, the same artist is actually doing this right now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, this one, the um, the art is done by Becky Cloonan. And it's very gritty, very angular. And it's very see. much what it is. If you look at this, this is Warren Ellis's story. And it's very much a Warren Ellis style uh, art job on this, too. And it is Batman going through. I'm going to look through that to get out. Mm-hmm. Warren, and see you have these the mercenaries that, that um, did a job, and Batman is chasing them out of the city, obviously. Right. And he chases them to this abandoned warehouse. Warren Ellis. Warren yes. Ellis. What uh, about him? The character. I just he said made. that's the character. No, oh, I know. Okay, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find well, the character real quick. That makes sense because he wrote this. And they get into this warehouse, and Batman, before he goes into the warehouse, tells Alfred to activate a protocol of some sort. Where is it? Um, enable the stage and uh, voice commands. So he goes through this warehouse, and uh, all these explosives and stuff go off. And as he's as, before they go off, he's saying letters and numbers like D four, S one two and three, F two. Mm. You find out this entire warehouse he had set up beforehand, so that he knew he would bring these mercenaries to here and be able to take them all out without having to work too hard. And the best part of this whole thing. As he gets to the end, the last mercenary left standing has a suicide vest. He's ready to take it out, and it's a dirty bomb. So it's going to right. pollute the entire river and everything else. And um, you get to the end, bat, and it shows that Batman is not all about punching and taking guys down. Right. Because he, um, the guy's ready to go, and Batman just tells him straight out. I'll read it straight out of the book on this one. He says, look at me. The guy says no. Batman says again, look at me. I'm already dead. Look at me. I'm trapped in this place, and all I do is haunt the living 
Is that what you want to do? Want for yourself? The guy looks at him, and says no, and hands over the trigger. So it's Batman talking him out of violence, right? Which is a phenomenal thing to see for Batman because everybody looks at Batman as the guy that just goes in and smashes everybody, right? Punches That's the way it works. people, knock them out. He does everything with bones. his fists. Well, not this time. I mean, I can't find the uh, guy, but uh, the character he made. But yeah, it was just seeing him. He made a character from that that he was inspiring him uh, from Batman. Then he actually got to work on a Batman issue. Yeah, technically. Story. Well, he's written some other Batman before too, but he's always been that gritty um, type of yeah. Uh, Wildstorm, I believe, is mostly Warren Ellis. Mm-hmm, yep. And that's a lot what it is. The next story is Return to Crime Alley. And this is a, and this is that... a Denny O'Neill story. Now, Denny O'Neill, yeah. if anybody doesn't know the name, because he's not done... A, I don't know how much he's done recently, but he was one of the number one writers for Batman back in the 70s. And he came back on it. His... And this very Which... much has a 70s look and feel to it. And this is a shorter one, too, but this uh, focuses on Leslie Tompkins. Mm-hmm. And then we all know how she was helping Batman with his um, psyche and the whole Crime Alley story where she somehow still lives in the one of the worst parts of Gotham. Yeah. But she's hasn't uh, got killed yet like his parents um, then you go and you see these um, thugs in a uh, mass store robbing the mass and then they're gonna go down crime alley and of course try to rob this old lady and Batman as he's talking to him like this is the anniversary of his where his parents died and she's still trying to coach him about all the stuff he's done might not be the exact right way to do it yeah and once these uh, boys come in with a gun try to shoot her he really goes off because this is like where his parents died and Leslie Tompkins, just as much as Alfred's been a mother figure to Bruce, Leslie's father been figure, to, or, sorry, father figure to um, Bruce. Leslie's been a mother figure um, to Bruce Wayne, and she's um, seeing him just beat up these guys. She says, "Bruce, stop! They're done. Like you can stop doing this. They're just kids." And he sees them as not kids right now. He sees them as you have a gun. Yeah. You kill my parents right here. I'm not letting you take it away. Another parent figure, um, and that's the end of the book. She just says. Um, but what it is is she you actually stops them. him yeah. from beating up the last, last guy. Last one, yeah. Because the last guy was already done. He's not attacking. Hacking He's cowering coward. in the corner. Right. He doesn't need any more. He's already been hurt, hurt. enough. Mm-hmm. He's, Batman was able going to do in for that. Yeah. Keep punching. Keep punching until that mask cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, this other one, I didn't... The next one is Christopher Priest. It very much is a Christopher Priest drawing. Yeah, I was going to run through that Because one. he always does the, um, the titles in between things. I, was, I feel like the art was... Better than the story on this one? Yeah. yeah. I was very confused. Yeah, I, it wasn't one of my faves. Um, but this other one, the next one we have here with the penguin. Well, hang on. we got to at least say what happened on oh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so um, you got a fight happening, and um, in, this was in Lhasa years ago. And it's back, you can tell, when Bruce is traveling the world learning who he is. And he's getting mugged, and obviously he takes out all the muggers. So you have all the kids that came to um, check him out at, or help him out afterwards. Uh, and then you get back to Gotham now, and you got a guy who's been beat down and stripped to, down to his skivvies, and the police are checking him out. But there was a business card sitting on, that was left with him, and it was the Thomas and Martha Wayne Foundation, which at this point doesn't exist anymore. Now, the next part of this actually is really cool because Bruce Wayne is on the scene talking to Gore, and it's Bruce Wayne on the scene talking to Gordon, Gordon about what's going on and Gordon had brought him down because of this business card because it's a shut down organization well as soon as so um, Gordon goes inside and starts talking to Batman now Bruce Wayne is still standing out there outside and Batman's inside so you get to the next scene and you see that actually it was Dick Grayson dressed up as Batman talking to Gordon As we've seen so before. it shows that this happens more often in stuff so um they're trying to figure out what happened what with this guy and all this stuff. And you eventually get to um, Lahasa now, 
and you find out the guy that was killed was actually a member of the League of Shadow of Assassins. Or League of Assassins. And in the comics, it's the League of Assassins. Yeah, not the movie. And he had left the League, so the League killed him. And but Batman had stopped Rage, and Rage said, "I did not call it, order this murder." So he went and found out it was the kid, this guy's um, brothers and sisters that had done this because he left. And they, um, when he gets there, he's like, "Why'd you do this?" And he said, and they tell him straight up, "Because of what you did." Or um, it's because of Bruce Wayne that that guy got killed. Bruce Wayne showed people hope, mm-hmm. and because of that, this guy ended up leaving, thinking he can get away from us and they'd be done. And they said, "No." But he no, said, no. "No, this doesn't ha- This can't happen." That's messed up. So the, the, the he gets there and he tells them, "Fine." It's like um, he's like, "If hope can actually be encouraged, fine." Instead of Bruce Wayne, I, Batman says, "I am the the hope." Now, if you want to take me down, that's fine. But anybody else who decides they want to leave, get a hold of me. I will get you out. Yeah, and then let anybody else try to stop me. That yeah. was the uh, that was that story. It's kind of like when Batman messed him on his own self up by being both places. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is the Brian was, Michael Bendis story. I love this one. I really, really, really like this one. Um, and here you see Batman look like in the future. Mm-hmm. Like this might this is way in the future, future because you get a really old Penguin also. Um, and he basically tells him he found out about him and Bruce Wayne years ago. Batman yeah, and Bruce Wayne. The years Penguin ago. did. The Penguin has known the secret identity of Batman for years, according to this. And then we go back, and it's called I Know. And as you said, Brian Michael Bendis. Mm-hmm. Um, and years ago, they were all in some type of uh, rogues meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you well, can say. Basically, the whole story tells how got or how the Penguin had figured this out. Yeah. And why he hadn't said anything until now. And um, but you get to the end of that story, mm-hmm. and um, unless you got something specific that said, but it was just a, it was a matter of him putting two and two together. Yeah, of who had who would have enough money to be Batman, right? Which we've always who would said. have enough free time to actually be Batman. be Batman? Yeah, and all this stuff. And if there was only one person in Gotham that could have been Batman, if someone would actually sit down and try to figure this out. Yeah, which comic he, book readers have figured, thought of for years. There's only one guy in Gotham that's got enough money to be able to put together right. what Batman has. And he also said they had a room full of millionaires and billionaires in the city in one room. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Wayne, I might have even been at Wayne Manor, and he uh, had Bruce Wayne uh, with the gunpoint. He's like waiting, waiting for Batman, waiting for Batman, waiting for Batman. No Batman's showing up here. And then he was like, I'm not going to kill Bruce Wayne because if I mm-hmm. kill Bruce Wayne and all these other millionaires. Batman is going to be on my butt, so I didn't do it. Then he looked back and I was like, the reason why he wasn't there, you were the one I was aiming the gun at, and I could have killed Batman then and there, but if I would have did that, that also would have been bad. Uh, but he just wanted to say, I knew it, I knew it, and this isn't him telling him now, I knew it was you all along, so I won. And as he goes to reach, he says, I know I'm smarter than you, I've won. He goes to reach Batman's wheelchair, gets electrocuted. Exactly. <laughs> and then falls down, and Bruce says, I knew you knew all along, Oswald. Um, I knew you were a coward, and you wouldn't do anything about it, just want to tell what told me. And then he has security come and take uh, him away. It's like... And you they, thought yeah. you outsmarted me, but I really outsmarted you because yeah. I knew you were going to do this, and, and the, I set you up. And you see, the only reason the Penguin did this was because he was told Bruce Wayne can't talk. Bruce Wayne's pretty yeah, much catatonic; too. he can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. And you re- then find out. Then at the end, Bruce like good visit. Yeah. So he's not catatonic. <laughs> he's actually still has full control over his facilities. So he's still outsmarted him. He's like you didn't win mm-hmm. at all. The next one it was amazing because I love these when they do a little bit of a future of the Bat family. Possibly, this is a future. Because, now what happened to Ace? Huh? What happened to Ace? What do you mean? What, what happened to him? This is in the future, so he's actually become. I don't think that's actually Ace. That's uh, a different dog. At this I point. was so sad. Think I of was the like, age. Mm, this is a point. this has Damien as an adult. Yeah. So it's 15, 10, 15 years in the future. Ace is not here anymore. Hey, Ace was in Batman Beyond. I'm, well, 
No, it was a new ace, I think, at that point. It had to have been. He was still ace. <laughs> but this is a um this is Jeff John's story. Give that dog some uh of what would happen if Batman actually won. And it is you see the actual family of Batman. So you have Batman and Selena married, their children, um, which Damien is the stepdaughter stepson, but he's still there. Mm-hmm. And the new Batgirl is their son their daughter, daughter. Echo. And they're answering the call. Now at this point, the Joker had just died, and um, they say during this this night, Joker was dead. And they get called to this, um, to this murder scene, sweater party, and yeah, Christmas everybody's party. wearing holiday sweaters Ugly and stuff. Sweater. So they're trying to figure out who did this, what happened, because this type of thing doesn't happen in Gotham anymore. They're ready to start retiring, and um, they find out that <sighs> who did this was actually. The son of the Joker. Now, is this a character we've seen ever before? Um, I know Jeff Johns wrote something with like the future of Batman. I don't know if this came from here. I didn't know. I don't I've know. never heard of Joker having. A, now I know he, we know she has a daughter. Right. That's Dwella, and I don't know. Is that that's actually not his, his blood daughter? daughter. No, or? no, no, no. It was a fan girl yeah. that basically went crazy. Because I think wasn't she like the daughter of um, <laughs> Two Face? Two Face also. She was going on and on and on and on and just picked. She was trying yeah. to throw them all off because that's some Joker would do. And it, okay. <laughs> well. You find out that um, the son of the Joker did this, and he killed himself during this also because he realized that he wanted to go down with a legacy like his father. Right. So, um, and that's what all this was. And they find out, well, with the Joker dead, the son of the Joker dead, everybody else is done. I can finally retire. And um, he says the last couple things he says here is, "You should spend your." He talks to Gordon. It says, you should spend your time with Barbara and Jason and the kids, which is interesting. I know, Jason, right? That's probably, it's, being that they use that name, that's probably Barbara and Jason Todd eventually get together. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. And have kids. Yeah. Um, it's time for family story, now. For all world. of us, is what Batman says. And he smashes the bat signal. Mm-hmm. And then the lights go out, or the then the smoke clears and you see a candle. And um, Alfred asks the current Batman, I hope you made a wish. And he says, happy birthday, sir. So this is basically what Batman wishes for right. on his birthday would be this story. They can just retire. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one you told me a little bit about. Yeah, this um, one is James Tynan the Fourth's The Precedent. Yeah, and this is basically Alfred and um, Bruce discussing whether or not to allow Dick Grayson to be Robin mm-hmm. and the dangerous precedent it sets for their lives. Right, this one they actually talked about because mm-hmm. eventually. Robin's not or a character or the person of Robin and Dick Grayson is going to get old enough and go out on his own. And are we going to need someone else to fill that spot or how are we going to do this? And that's what the story is. And it goes through as they're talking back and forth through the history of Robin and through and you see images of the Titans and all of these other things that and Robin the future has done. becomes Nightwing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it now in this story, Dick already knows that Bruce is Batman, right? So in the end of it, they're sitting there talking, and um, and the whole thing is, what about the others? <laughs> and um, Alfred asks Bruce, what others? And Bruce says, we can't fool ourselves into thinking this will be the, the only, only time we have. we'll see that look in the young person's eyes. Because they said there was this look in, in Dick Grayson's eye that we know he would be great as a crime fighter. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know. Um, we just... Nah. We can't fool ourselves into thinking this will be the only time we see that look in a per- young person's eyes, and no, we have some. We have to do something. Why take him in and turn the rest away? That's the precedent. That's what I'm worrying about. Um, and then so Dick was actually hanging out on the chandelier, and no one noticed he was up there. Um, he says, "Then we help them find the the better path together." So he's saying. The, 
allow me to do this because I will help you with the other ones. And, he, and then also he says, you should look up more often. Those chandeliers can support a lot of weight. <laughs> Very impressive. And then, then that's where they decide, to, okay, let him be Robin. Now, this was the last one right here, right? Uh, no, there's Second one other story after this. Okay. But this one's the one that has the big um, splash pages. And it is the Bat family talking, saying, okay, why are we brought together? What's going on this here? This is basically not just the Bat. It's the Bat family, but it's, it's really... It's everybody, yeah. Yeah, it's um, everyone from Nightwing we'll to Huntress. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to who all's in the big yeah. picture in a minute. And um, they're thinking, why are we... He's invited us all to the rooftop for some reason. And you see Bruce walking around in a cemetery... Um, and they're talking, okay, well, why? Well, was, we, have we all been brought here because of this or because of that? Because of something I did? And um, Red Hood's like, well, he's here to throw me out of the family, isn't he? That type of thing. Talking back and forth. And some of these panels you're seeing, it, it is Damien and Dick and um, the signals here. Red Hood's here. Spoilers here. Tim Drake is back in this. Yeah, Barbara, Batwoman. Barbara Woman. and Batwoman. And they're Huntress. arguing about which one is woman. Cassie why is Kane. one a woman? Why is one's girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huntress is the one that was a little weird that it's in this picture. But that's fine. Um, she was part of the Bat family. Yeah. For a little bit. Well, we see that Bruce is actually visiting the Wayne crypt. Oh, you got also Ace and Alfred, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you see, and Batwoman, or Catwoman is here, and everybody else, and Batman finally shows up. And they're like, okay, now let's find out why we're here. You see that Bruce has actually leaves something at the Wayne crypt. Then the next picture, um, you see that Bruce has taken a Batarang and stuck it into a wall. And you see a giant shot of Batman in the front. You get Batwoman, Red Hood, uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, Alfred, Batman, Damien, or Robin, Catwoman, Red Robin, Orphan, uh, the signals in the back, Huntress, and Ace all together. And Batman says, "Cheese." He just want to take and a Batman. Batman wanted photo. to get an actual family picture. <laughs> Something off his character, but he is known to being, as we said, not always on the dark side. Mm-hmm. He has a little bit of light in his heart. Guys. And then you find <laughs> out, you sit down, you go back, and you see what he, what did he leave at the crypt? And it was the family picture. And uh, it's like he was telling his parents, because of what ha- the evil that happened to you, all this good came from it. Mm-hmm. That's what the family picture was all about. All these people are working for the betterment of this city because of what happened to you. Yeah. And then the next couple of pages, we actually get some of the covers that were actually part of this book, or part of these. And some of these covers are beautiful. Yeah, they're amazing. Then we get into the final story. Now this and one... this one's only a couple... This, just like in action. Action, we got that... Yep, this one actually cliffhanger fits, of what's going on now that we're going to continue. This fits much better into the tone of the story yeah, than, than, the, when, than the Rogel Czar story did in Action 1000. I know he would... To me, the thing with Michael, Brian Michael Mendes, I liked what he did. I was like, okay, this threw me off just a little bit, but the way it happened, it became a completely new story. Yeah. Felt like but it, it didn't too much fit with the rest of the book. No, yeah, it felt like it was more of a... This seems more of like a preview. That itself felt more like... A mini trailer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how to word this, but this one, just a couple of words. That's all we need. Yeah. And then well, we saw a picture of this is, who this is going to be. This is Peter J. Tomasi's um, first story in the medieval storyline that's coming up. Yeah, and that's just saying... And you have someone talking about... Yeah. And, um, stories, whispers, stories of confidence, talking about what's going on in Gotham, what he's heard about, and um, how there's a cancer that um, metastasized and darkened Gotham City. Um, and it talks about Batman of uh, my story is a cancer. The Batman, the, the story this guy is telling mm-hmm. is actually the reason. Well, it's actually what we were discussing with Gotham. Right. How in this guy's mind, Gotham would not be the um, the cesspool, really, that it is with about, all these crazy supervillains and stuff this guy if Batman never showed up. Right. 
And that's what this guy's looking at. And he's saying that all the everything that's out of control, everything else is because of um, Batman. Because of Batman. And what the cool thing is, you're getting story bubbles over these full page images that these could be covers of books, also. Right. And you get to the point where um, it shows everybody that he's ever fought, all these different battles that it's all his fault. And you find out at the end of this, all the brutality, everything that plagued this city. And he says that. Um, and also, he's also saying how why is it give Batman the right to be judge and jury and executioner? Yeah. He's not really executioner, but why are we giving him all this power? Now, who is that in that picture? I, I've been that's the only that. one out of the is whole that, thing um, I couldn't figure out. Is that a spider um, or a black tarantula? It could be. I'm not sure. But he's over. That's a Lazarus pit that he's on top of. So I don't know. Uh, all the rest of these images I recognized. So, but you get to the end and you you see the Gotham Knight sitting there. The Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight sitting there. They should change him to Gotham Knight because I don't understand why he'd still be Arkham Knight at this point. I will find out as Probably the story comes on. Probably because the baseball team is the Gotham Knights. Possibly. <laughs> but um, also, they're, they're specifically wanting to pull this character out From of the game. From the video game, which was the stupidest villain reveal ever. Uh, so hopefully in here it's not Jason Todd. Hopefully it's someone brand new like they said it would be. Oh, this is not going to be Jason because we have Jason in the No, I know, but... You never know. Well, this is Peter J. Tomasi. I can't understand. I've seen, I've <laughs> seen what Peter J. Tomasi has written. Yeah. He writes good stuff, so oh, I don't yeah. think it's going to be that bad. That I think he's going to do a good job. Like I said, just give us someone brand new. And now yeah. if they're going to do that, I would like to see Arkham Knight mm-hmm. as a villain because he has a good concept. Just it'll be cool to Like see, I said, that reveal wasn't good. It'll be cool to see where he comes from and why he's the Arkham Knight. Yeah. Now, the last page of this shows the Arkham Knight reveal and says, Batman, say it fast, really fast. As fast as you can, over and over. Now think Batman, 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 same thing. He says, so what do you hear? Batman, 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 Batman. To me, now and forever, one and the same. The people of Gotham City deserve better than a dark night. They will experience the hand of a fair and true servant at work, and they will bear witness to the Arkham Knight finally delivering justice to the Batman. So that's going to be interesting to see where we go with Detective Comics. So we Comics finally got here. a character out of the video games that they brought into the comics. Yeah. That's well, that, a little weird, but I'm, well, I'm happy with it. That was 96 page Detective Comics number 1000. 96 now, pages. Now, we'll start. Bart, overall, what did you think of um, Detective 1000? I, I have not been reading Detective for quite a while. I need to get caught back up on it. But, again, I like we said before, it's definitely not like, a, like action last mm-hmm. year. It's de- but I still I still enjoyed it. Okay. So Vern, last some final thoughts on Detective One Thousand before we move on here. Um, I agree with Bar, and we said this earlier too. Um, I did not enjoy it as much as action. It just felt a little something about it was just a little different. But seeing all these stories in there of Batman, I'm enjoying, of course, reading everything in there. I liked a lot of the future, what's going to happen there. This could happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff in the past we got to see. And this whole family aspect that he loves. And now we're going to see, and uh, Detective moves on, uh, we get to see Arkham Knight, something I said was pulled out of the video game, and now into the comics. And they can switch it up and change them up a little bit. So I'm very excited to see what happens from there. Me, I would give this comic like an 8. Okay. Like a good solid 8. I do like that they included, that they brought something in, but de- let didn't but didn't let the story end. They said, is this going to continue? Right. But I also like the fact that this wasn't just a regular continue, you know, continuing on from 999. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was what was cool. 999, actually, uh, it did actually wrap up the story they were at so that this could be a standalone and you move forward from here. Right. So, and I, I said before, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was not 
what Action One Thousand was to me because Action One Thousand seemed it was a straight up love letter to the history and legacy of ba- uh, right. Superman. Right. This had some of those aspects, but Batman is not the same type of character. Right. It doesn't. He doesn't lend himself to same. that type of story. So, but I would say go get it. If oh, nothing else. Yes. At least go get the hardcover when it comes out. Yeah. And usually I don't go buy the hardcovers, but I may have to buy this one to get some of the other stories that are there. Yeah. So um, check that out. Those it was amazing. Um, and actually, I wanted to get to one other thing before we get into our previews for next week, and that is Bart. You actually just picked up DC Universe for the first time this past weekend, didn't you? Yes. So you said you started on on Titans. What and overall with what you've seen on the universe? What'd you think? We'll get to Titans in a second. Yeah, Titans overall, like I'm enjoying it. It's just way too violent, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I like. I need to get it. I need to pull it up on my computer or on my phone because I like the fact that they have the comics. But it's just really hard to watch, to read them on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd notice that, Which too. is something, like, I had suggested to um, uh, someone from uh, Hoopla, that they should do that. They should make the app to be able to, you know, show comics. But now that I actually see do, being able to do that... It was a terrible idea. <laughs> well, it works depending on the size TV and where you're at. Yeah. Yes. Now, some of the books um, will look amazing if you have one of the giant, like, 55-inch TVs. Because yeah. some of the artwork on there, and since they've and made them all HD, because it's so big, it you looks can read it. beautiful. Yeah. You yeah. can read it. You can actually see the details that were put into some of these books. But other books, is like, it's not as good to see when you get blown no. out. But that's some of it is just the how old the artwork is and how yeah. well it translates. So, um, but in general, the amount of content on there, do you, do you feel it's actually enough for? I feel like they need to add more. Yeah, because I went through the stuff you know on the homepage, and it's just like, okay, so you have half of the Batman movies, you have some of the Superman, and it's like, but there's nothing else. Well, a lot of it is. DC until recently, Warner Brothers doesn't have the rights for everything. Like yeah. Batman sixty six, we may never see on here because CBS actually owns that. They yeah. still or no yeah. no not CBS, not CBS Fox, Fox does Fox does. So Disney owns Batman sixty six. Yeah, and Marvel <laughs> <laughs> stuff well, like that, that may never be on here. Yeah, um, look at that. Now I'm not. I'm surprised that the Batman serials from the forties are not on here. Yeah, because those are out of those are out of copyright mm-hmm. now. So and um, that's like some of the newer the newer DC universe movies are still, I think, in their... Even um, all the way back to Man of Steel are still under distribution agreements with other yeah, people. Yeah, because they didn't have any of the Nolan films. No, they Yeah, don't. I think they... Well, those were on there for a while. Were they? But I think there's... Oh, yeah, yeah they, they were on there when they first launched they first, Yeah, when they first launched for like one month. I believe they... Those even still are under distribution agreements with other companies right now. Yeah. That once they come back, revert back to Warner Brothers in DC, then they'll be able to put them on the service for the whole yeah. time. Well, that's it. I mean, there's so many things that if they started adding more, I think it would be better. But I do like the fact that yes, they're going to be adding. They're starting to add a lot more comics mm-hmm. to it now, like you said. Now, and I like that. You know, if anything, this service is going to be really good. Um, as the DC version of Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, like you said, reading the comic books is a little strange on a big TV, but nice thing is this service is on your phone and on yeah. tablets and computers too, so you can watch it. Anybody who reads digital can read them all on there anyway. And a lot of people, it's getting to the age where a lot of people don't have a TV unless it's, you know, a really big screen. Yeah. Because they always just watch stuff on their phones or their tablets. Well, the nice thing though is even the old 
streaming content that's on there, stuff like Shazam that they yeah. just put up, and the Wonder Woman TV series and things like that. Heck, we're going to go back to Batman. For, well, um, in order to put 92. them up on the service, they went through and remastered them in HD. Yes. Yeah, the animated series is And I like that they have the one. animated series because it it, uh, Amazon took it off. Right, right. Yeah, well, I saw that. I knew why. Yeah. When we were doing all this, we were like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I went to watch it one day. I was like, I got to pull out my DVDs now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, I I like the streaming service pretty. That, good and they there. started adding even more of the um, the two thousands TV series, like yeah. the Batman's on there now. Yeah. Uh, just uh, Batman Unlimited. Brave and the Bold is on there. Well, Unlimited was already already always there. Yeah, but Brave and the Bold and the, the Batman have both been added. Oh, okay. I I'm thought Brave and Bold was on I'm there. I'm glad the Batman got added because I liked that series. I saw then, parts of it, and then they sort of just half canceled it and said, "We'll throw it up at like one o'clock in the morning for this." Just week. to finish it off, yeah, yeah and. Of course, you know, no you don't fight it. out until the last minute. Yeah. Now, anybody's not sure, The Batman was basically like a Batman Year One cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very young Batman and um, Alfred also, helping him figure this out. Excuse me. It also came out or the same year as Batman <laughs> Begins. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a um, loose tie-in to the Batman Begins because Batman Begins mm-hmm. was yeah. a Year One style, style story. But I like because yeah. it didn't have Robin. Yeah. It had right. Katana. And I liked having somebody different Wait. in there. Katana was in... um. Wait a minute, was that Beware the Batman? Or Maybe that, Batman? that was it. Yeah, the, and the, the 3D of. one. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, the one well, that they just one, put out like in 2012 yeah. or something like that. I would not be surprised if that's coming soon. Oh, yeah. oh that's coming too. I know that one. Um, we do know that, um, I how, believe how this month... Like Red-Headed Joker, though? I, I just, yeah. <laughs> well, any I always Joker, have to ask about the Joker a, on that any, series. Any... Um, animated Joker that's not Mark Hamill feels weird. It, yes. Yeah, I don't care what he looks like. If it's, as long as it's Mark Hamill's voice, that's I'm the cool Joker. Yeah, <laughs> the only one that gets a pass for me that did really good was the one they put in um, uh, Under the Red Hood. Okay, that Joker did yeah. really, I, really good. That's the reason one of the one of the two reasons I have a really hard time with the um, Arkham games. One because I it gets really hard for me to play when I'm suddenly hearing somebody's bones crushing <laughs> um and I and I know I'm feeling it in both the controller and my headphones but also hearing Mark Hamill as the Joker because I just constantly think of like the of the well, who who was it that played him in Dark Knight uh, oh, oh, Heath uh, Ledger? Mark, Mark, yeah, I keep Mark thinking Hamill. of Heath, Heath, Ledger. Heath Ledger Joker when I hear Mark Hamill. And I see that version on the screen, and it's just like... You're ma- mashing up the I, two. Yeah, and then I think of the killing joke, and it's just like, okay, I can't I can't look at this. Because <laughs> that version, the killing joke version of the Joker, is who terrifies me the most. I can see why. Yeah. I can totally see why. The eerie... He was eerie. I feel like that's the best word to say. He was eerie. Yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> So overall, though, you, the, you you're enjoying the oh yeah the, okay. I might I've got five weeks, and I'll go after the five weeks. I'll decide if I want to keep it yeah. for a month. Well, and I you know the best finish the shows too. Once yeah. you get there, you're gonna like I want to keep this. That's my main reason for keeping my main this goal is to finish shows. Titans and Doom Patrol. Oh well, I know Bart, Doom Patrol is so good. The best way to actually I think for the service myself would be see whatever their um, one year deal is that the they're running and just pay the pay the one year. Then you don't you have to worry 20%. about a monthly fee. Yeah, you, you save twenty percent starting now. Save up so you have the cash ready to go to just do it that way. It, it is, is cheaper. It is the cheaper. Yeah, route. well, it's much cheaper, mm-hmm. and you uh, don't like I said. You don't have to worry about your monthly fee. Also, yeah. I want to say one thing about this uh, Detective Comics. I really applaud DC for. I'm really happy they did that. Not one of these put Joker in there. I mean, they, he was in the stories a lot, of, like the yeah. other, but they weren't stand. Thank you, because I'm like, I get that Joker's best villain is, or Batman's best villain is Joker, but 
Joker's not Batman. Well, we can live without the Joker other thing for that was a little bit, with guys. Detective One Thousand. None of these stories were villain driven. No, no, they were not. You don't need that. that. Is so you don't need that. that Batman is, such a is Batman sometimes for I, Batman exactly. writing. Exactly. That I feel like Bat- the whole story revolves around the villain and Batman trying to beat the villain. I feel like uh, Batman's crutch for a lot of people to easy write him is oh his villains. Yeah. And then with Superman, it's like, ooh, Kryptonite. And it's like, there's other aspects yeah. of this yeah. character like, you can go on. Let's We've write seen a Bane story and how Batman beats Bane. Let's write a Penguin story. How's Batman going to beat Be- Penguin? Yeah, it's like, how about we write a Batman story and the other the other ones just help the story along? Exactly. So that, I, I <laughs> applaud them for that. Were. Um That's another reason why I really, like I said, I gave it a pretty good high score. That was mm-hmm. a lot of respect from the writers. So do we have anything else before we um, get into our previews and reviews? I think that's it. Uh, if you guys haven't um, bought action yet, please buy it. It's nine. Not action detective. I'm sorry, action detective. Still, we've been going back and forth so much. Yeah. Uh, get the comic. It's really good. Um, this is the landmark issue. Eighty years yes. of Batman. So, eighty years of Batman and um, one thousand issues of Detective Comics. Yep. That's a lot of issues to get through. That is. That is so, a lot. Whoever out there has collected all of those. Well, hopefully coming soon to DC to Universe when they put up all these other issues, you may be able to read all 1,000 issues. Now, if someone actually does that, let us know. Yes. Because I'm not. You've read every that. issue of Detective from the beginning to the end. That Damn, would be awesome. Is that worse than One Piece? <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, okay. from here. Okay. Yeah, most of these stories are like 20 pages yeah. or more. All right. But we have one more thing I think we still have to do. We have to make a trip. Yes, we do. And that sound can only mean one thing. It's time for our weekly trip to the comic book shop. Now, this week, as every week, the comic book shop pull list is brought to you by the Shazbots. Check them out on iTunes and Facebook. Let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you to find them. Uh, now, we have eight, only eight books coming out this week, but last week there was like 15. Yeah. So they're, they need to even them out a little bit more because my wallet would like it better if it were a little more even. But, hey. Um, and actually, we're going to start off with the first one here. As soon as I bring them up, it is... Yes, The Adventures of the Super Sons. Issue number nine. I was going to take this Go ahead. one for... Uh, Tarkin Galos, if I'm pronouncing that name Tacron right. Galtos. Tacron Galtos. Yeah. Uh, the prison planet that is behind them. Uh, but in order to beat the gang and get home, the boys must saddle up and survive the wild, wild world of the West. An unlikely guide to the lawless planet might just help Superboy and Robin survive. But what is in the West world... <laughs> what is in the West world um, is Jonah Hex during... Out... Uh, uh, here in space. That's weird that Jonah Hex is out yeah. there. But um, put on your hats, cowboy hats. This one's going to be a bucking good time. Yeah, was, I'm really happy to see Jonah Hex come back because we haven't seen him. How many issues has it been? It's been a long it's time since Jonah Hex has been used. Jenny Hex is in Young Justice. Right. Um, but I haven't heard Jonah Hex for, mm-hmm. I think, since 52. The new yeah. 52 came out. Um, the art's done by Scott uh, Goddard. Godlowski, um, and written by Peter J. Tomasi. Yeah, this has been an interesting story because we know this is only a 12-issue run. And it's cool seeing the, they do have, this is a cohesive run where the villains of this issue is um, Rex Luthor and from another world who's decided, he, remember, he's the one that um, like adores and loves the villains of Earth. So he's created his own 
Rogue Junior Doom Patrol. Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol. And Not Doom Patrol. Legion of Doom. Yes, his own Junior Legion of Doom, and he's turning all these other people into character villains from Earth to try to take out the Super Sons. So it's going to be interesting that now they're going to Hex World. What villains are they going to? Is he going to create from Jonah Hex? Hmm. So, uh. the next one we have is actually part two of the Terminus story in Deathstroke number forty-two. The Terminus Agenda Part Two, captured by the newest group of Teen Titans, Deathstroke finds himself powerless and restrained inside Damien's secret prison. But when a crisis erupts, only Deathstroke stands between the Teen Titans and total disaster. Can Robin swallow his poor pride to protect his team? Art is done by Jason Paz and Carlo Pagulian, and is written by Adam Glass and Christopher Priest. This is interesting because remember at the end of the last issue, Wally um, Wallace West yeah. finds the prison, and it's, uh, as a name of women. What's with this prison? Because you got to remember the the secret prison that Damien has has no due process, has no, no rights for he, any of the prisoners. These he are the people that Damien, his own version of Red Hood. At exactly. This point. These are the people that Damien has decided. You know what? They can't They're go scum. through the system because they don't deserve the system. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen something like that in a while. That mm-hmm. was like in what Teen Titans issue number. Well, you called it right because you said um, this is very much a Red Hood style prison. Mm-hmm. And remember, Red Hood was the one that was giving him his targets. Yeah, so it made sense why mm-hmm. he was doing this. They're very similar. I mean, both of them had help from Ra's al Ghul, yeah. by the way. So have you been reading any of these so far? I be- I'm behind on okay. all of them. The next one is interesting because this is an awesome story. You need to read the, this one, if nothing else. And, it, and it's hard to read. The first, at least the first couple of issues of this have been hard to read. What do you mean hard to read? Uh, because of what they're dealing with and what hap- what is happening to the characters and stuff. Oh, okay. So why don't you let them know what we're talking about? Um, we're talking about the female Furies, and this is issue number three. In this issue, we're trapped in the dreams of the beautiful dreamer, the forever people, who are Apocalypse most wanted. And bringing one of them to the planet is uh, treason on all unto themselves. Um, so in this fact, Granny's plan, <laughs> Granny goodness, uh, plan to brainwash her female furies, her back has backfired. Beautiful Dreamer is on the loose and on the rogue. Uh, Fury uh, Ariel. Ariel is Ariely. one. Ariely <laughs> to blame can be good for anyone. Can Granny track down these fugitives before Darkseid discovers this is his warrior women or in the... Uh, source of his army's recent troubles in the war against New Genesis. Art's done by Adriano Mello and written by Cecil Castellucci. Castellucci. Yeah, this has been an interesting story because it's showing um, how misogynistic Apocalypse truly is. Where um, Ariely's being basically being straight up raped. Yeah. And um, and the rest of the... And Granny and the the one, the rest of the Furies... um, don't believe anything's going on. They say, "Hey, why are you getting all this special attention?" Not right. realizing what that special attention well, you is. We got to think about. And Granny's telling her, "Suck it up, Buttercup. This is how mm-hmm. we move ahead." Yeah, and you got to think about. We always said New Genesis was heaven, Apocalypse mm-hmm. was hell. That's just this the way these showing, worlds work. This is out of all the stories I've read about Apocalypse and stuff. This is it's the one the that shows one. the worst. That shows that Apocalypse is truly hell. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, and, which is awesome because they're doing all this, and that means that the payoff at the end of this is going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. And this is only a six-issue run. This is halfway through it. So by the time after this, we should be turning that corner and have heading you know, towards Have the you noticed end. all these surreal comics are coming from um, Apocalypse, even the Mr. Miracle run? Mm-hmm. That was really good, but it had a lot of stuff to do with Apocalypse. Exactly. And how you've seen how uh, PTSD he was coming oh, out yeah. of that world. Like his yeah. brain <laughs> was going from one to other. Um, so we go from one fevered dream of terribleness 
to really another one because <laughs> we get Harley Quinn number number sixty. Harley is trapped in Star Labs with no escape, abandoned and alone. The former clown princess of crime must face down a horde of invading interdimensional aliens. Now that's fun for someone like Harley. Exactly. But is she locked in with them? Are they, or locked, are they locked in, in with her? <laughs> I love. I love that. That's a line pulled from Watchmen too, by the way. Yeah. Well, art is done by Sammy Basery and is written by Sam Humphreys. Yeah, Harley has been interesting, and she's still trying to earn that um, title of what is it that, that she's working towards? Do you remember? You've not been reading Harley. Have no, you? I, I, I like. I like Harley, but far as the story goes, it's it's, it's really out there. They're trying. To, she's trying to win um, the title of some interdimensional champion of some sort, and these are the trials she's having to go through. Mm. It's things like fighting the, these aliens and things like that. It, it is totally nuts in the best ways. Always, I mean, which is Harley. What Harley always is. Um, next is Justice League issue number twenty-one. Justice League pulls back the curtain on the future, on their futures, and learns uh, that not everything is the way it seems, or way they seem. The team goes the comfort of Justice League of tomorrow for the truth, but can they handle it? Meanwhile, with the powers uh, warring, Superman struggle to remain hopeful on a world without no sunlight. Art done by George Jimenez uh, and written by Scott Snyder. This one's interesting because they are in the sixth dimension, which is outside of the normal multiverse. Right. Oh, that's and you, a different cover. We get it. Huh, okay. And then everybody is learning, or the entire Justice League is there with their future counterparts, and they're realizing that things are not as pretty and clean as they, they're actually being shown. Right. And Superman has been captured and, like I said, thrown into a world, world with no sun, sun. So his powers are slowly fading. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how to get back from this. So, it's been interesting to see. Next up is, I believe this, yes, this is the la- the final issue of the Suicide Squad Black Files. Issue number six. Which has been an interesting story because it is two stories running side by side. Right, and it's always... the story really of the- Katana being, she was stuck in the sword with um, her husband, with her husband, and um, she finally got out. But now she's in the body of Eve, which is um, the leader of Cobra's basically girlfriend. Mm-hmm. While the Eve is actually in her body, and they're trying to figure out how to get it back and forth. And the other half of the story is you have Faust, the son of Felix Faust, trying to um, destroy all magic in the world. So you have the Suicide Squad Black trying to stop him, and they're basically the the magic version Ma- yep. of Suicide Squad. Yep. Just like we have Justice League Dark, well, they have Suicide Squad Black. Right. Amanda Waller's thought about this stuff. Yes. (laughs) Well, we have Suicide Squad Black Files number six. In this series finale, or final issue, Katana's soul is still trapped in the body of Eve. Cobra is about to destroy Washington, D.C. The Suicide Squad and Halo, which is cool because we're seeing her in Justice League, or Young Justice, are drifting helplessly in space. Wait, are we sure this is the last issue? (laughs) <laughs> and in the second story, El Diablo is smarter than he lets on. His plan to defeat Faust comes to fruition. But if he fails, his entire team dies. Faust won't go quietly either. The fate of all magic in the DCU hangs in the balance. Good thing the worst heroes ever are on the job. Don't miss the fatal conclusion of Suicide Squad Black, Roto Fortuna. Written now, the art for this is done by Scott Eaton and Neil Edwards, and is written by Jai Nitz and Mike Barr. Now, the first half, the way they're talking about this, remember, the Suicide Squad has done their book. Yeah. So this may actually lead it into a new Suicide Squad book, for all we know, which would be interesting because the um, the Katana storyline has a little bit of a different lineup with the Suicide Squad. So it'd be cool if this leads into something new. It might, but it just might. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we got two books left for this week. This is, a, like I said, this is a little bit of a short week. Next is Green Lantern issue number six. Hal Jordan's final interaction test or initiation initiation test to join the Black Stars. Kill Adam Strange. Mm. In this issue, uh, Controller Mew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his Black Star goon squad have invaded a once occupied on the planet Ran is now a protector at is their at is their mercy. When the planet uh, after planet has fallen to the Black Stars and it seems monsters are at Ran's gate, does the galaxy have hope to it for, uh, for its survival? Art's done by Liam Sharp and written by Grant Morrison. This has been a cool story for the Green Lantern, but the art style in this. Yeah, it's like it's totally old different. School, it's older school, say. like 90s style art, which has been beautiful because it's not something we're getting on all the other books. No. Yeah. Now, it very much actually feels like a Grant Morrison book yeah. because of the storyline, but also because the artwork is the throwback to what you, the style that when he was doing great stuff in the 90s and stuff. Do you, uh, which one do you like so far? What uh, do you mean? Do you like this new Green Lantern issue? Did you like how Jordan Green Lantern is better? I. Personally, I like the um, what we had with Hal Jordan and the Green I Lanterns because we had that and Green Lanterns working together. We had the whole core, and it was the the whole story was together, and it was um, all about all of the Green Lanterns, not just Hal Jordan. Right now, we are going to get more of the other Green Lanterns as this goes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. like we've already seen other Green Lanterns in here that were not what we had been getting for the last couple of years. Right. So hopefully they're going to open it up, or after a little bit of a run here, it'll lead into maybe another Green Lantern core book. Yeah. Because back in the day, they had the Green Lantern, which was about whoever the Earth Green Lantern was at that time, and then there was a Green Lantern core book that was all about just the core of the Green Lanterns. So then we have one book left, and this one has been fun so far to see where we're going. I still want to know where um, some of these other characters have come from, like Ginny Hex and Teen Lantern. I'm still saying... You that Teen Lantern is, has Ryan or um, Simon Baz's ring. We just don't know that yet. Speaking of which, uh, there's some I forget the actor. This isn't really big news, but there's an actor looking at to play a Green Lantern role, and he looked. Everybody like is saying they want to play Green Simon Lantern. Baz. So I was like, maybe we'll see. I don't know if we'll see Simon Baz in the first Green Lantern book though, or movie. Or movie. So why don't you let us know what happens in Young Justice number four? Uh, this was yours, I think. Huh? I think that's yours. Oh yeah, it is my turn. Huh? Okay. This all-new, incontinuity Wonder Comics sensation explodes as all of the secrets of these heroes, Robin, Superboy, Wonder Girl, Ginny Hex, Teen Lantern, Amethyst, and Impulse are revealed. Young Justice forms once again, just in time to battle the great Dark Opal and stop his plans for an invasion of Earth that could destroy humanity. It's a big, bold new chapter for the future of the DC Universe. Now, the art is done by John Timms and Patrick Gleason, and it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. The interesting thing with all of this, they said, talking about all the secrets, Superman is technically a grandfather. Yes, technically. Because we saw in the last issue that Connor has been on Gemworld this whole time that he's been missing, and he actually has a family and a baby. So is he still going to be Superboy? Or is he going to have to come up with a new name? <laughs> because yeah. we have a Superboy Superman in our too. world. Or, hey, there's two Flashes. Yeah, especially <laughs> with Jonathan being, like, 17 now. Yeah. All right, we need something to distinguish more than just... Because we have enough Flashes already. We can't I know, have, right? I, I don't want to have 15 different Superboys. <laughs> <laughs> so how's this going to work? And it's cool that they're actually finally going to answer some of these questions, it says. So, um, but, Bart, what are you looking forward to coming out of all this stuff? I am really... I need to get caught up on Harley. Yes. <laughs> Harley has 
like I keep saying, since Rebirth, Harley has been the surprise favorite of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's continued. Unlike yeah. a lot of the other books that have stopped after issue 50. Hers yeah. is still Sam going. Humphreys, well, Sam Humphreys, they found gold when they brought him in after um, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti stepped off. Yeah. So Sam Humphreys has picked up, and she feels like she's got the same voice. Yeah. Good. So it's been awesome. Yeah, because I really, I re- went back when she was, her series was about her just living and being on a roller derby team and all that. It was like, I like this. That's what and, that's what this started with, uh, yeah. with the series. And it still is that way, but it's not focusing as much on her life there in Coney Island as other things uh, happening yeah. to her now. Because there's only so much you can have with just hardly living everyday life. Yeah. So you have to have something going on. So um, is there anything else before we wrap this up today, you guys? I think that's it. Bart? Well, then that means... We have actually made it to the end of another issue. Woo! Happy birthday, by the way. Yes, happy birthday, <laughs> Vern. It's awesome. We've made it three years, starting on year four. We're going to keep going until one of us is old. <laughs> I, I think I've already made it there. But <laughs> it has been awesome. Thank you for being on this journey with me, brother. No, no problem. This has been awesome. Uh, Bart, thank you for sitting in with us for our um, third anniversary show and talking about Detective. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah. And when we do do our ba- full Batman Legacy Roundtable, we'll have to have you in there with us. Yeah, just go over That everything. will be coming sometime in the next couple months, um, Super Friends. We just have to get a hold of who else we want to have on this panel with us. Um, but uh, Super Friends... What did you think of Detective 1000? Did you enjoy it? Was it terrible? Well, let us know. <laughs> Vernon, how can people find us? Uh, you guys can look us up on our own website, dcsuperpowers.com, or dcsuperpowers.com. Um, and you can f- see, check out our links, our videos. We're doing a video right now. We're going to have to go through a little bit of editing for it. Not all the stuff went right with our stream, but we will be able to watch it. Yes. Um, you have we our- will be streaming again in the future. It's just uh, we're still having issues with some of the tech, which yeah. you guys know we've... I can get audio tech, no problem. Video tech is a little we'll harder. We'll look in the mixer. Maybe we'll figure also, out something. Also, I have relaunched the website. It's, yeah, see, it's we had a little bit of problems with our website, but um, it's, it looks a lot better than we did a couple yeah. weeks ago. So it looks much better now, and um, it's not complete, but it's real close. So, but Vern, how else can everybody find us? Uh, you can find us on our social medias. Our Twitter page is... Um, Superpowers DC, our other uh, social medias, Instagram and Facebook, we are our full name at Superpowers, not at Superpowers, <laughs> DC Superpowers Podcast.com. And dot com. see, yeah, this is what no, happens when you get back DC on here. DC Superpowers Podcast. Um, and you can find my personal uses, um, Howling at Wolf on Instagram. I'm VLO on Twitter. I'm Vernon McWayne Moore on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter as GW1Ken. On Facebook and Instagram, I'm just Ken Rose. And um, you can also find the show at. Um, our network homes so the Tangibound Network um, TangiboundNetwork.com and WeBeEasyWeBeEasyPC.com and you can email the show DCSuperpowerPodcast at gmail.com now Mark um, thank you for hanging out with us how can people hear you if they want to hear you on other shows uh, you can find me on the Tales from the Darkness podcast what um, is Tales from the Darkness just so people know we do weird and unusual stories be they Bigfoot Aliens, or just really strange things the government's doing that they really shouldn't because the Terminator already told them not to. <laughs> that is a story on the show, guys. Yes. Almost every other week. <laughs> <laughs> so, how can they find these? They can find us on Facebook, Tales from the Darkness, and on 
uh, Twitter, even though we're not on there much, you can usually find us better on uh, Facebook. And you can find our podcast anywhere you find find the DC Superpowers podcast. Awesome. And how can people find you on the net if you want them to find you? I would prefer them not to find me. <laughs> <laughs> You're usually hiding on the net. Yes. Okay. So um, from that, Bart, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for having me. We'll see you next time. No problem, no problem Cameron, at all. I want to give a shout out to you because you've been running the cameras for us. And when you guys see this on YouTube, it will be Cameron <laughs> uh, that did all of our editing. He is our camera guy. So thank you, sir. Vernon, thank you for three years of the DC Superpowers oh, podcast. Oh, no problem. Thank you too, and Ken. too many, many more. Yes. And Super Friends, finally for you. Thank you for hanging out with us and it's been going a- along with us. 134 issues in yep. three years. Yeah, we did good. We're doing good. That's right. And we're still going strong. We will continue to keep going. We will get the streaming back and we're working again as we go. But other than that, Super Friends, we'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>